All right, so it's been a while since I've done a podcast, but here I am again with my friend. Hi, I'm Vivi. And we are going to talk about freelance, basically. That's the main topic of today. But if we get into other tangents or other topics, that's totally cool too. So, what we're going to talk about first in terms of freelance is first of all, like, what do we consider freelance? And second, like, What are sort of like the benefits of doing it and what's good about it, what's bad about it, stuff like that, in case you're interested in getting into freelance. So, why don't you start us off, Vivi? Yeah, sounds good. So, firstly, what's your, what's your experience? What's our experience, I suppose? Like, what's your experience with freelance? Like, how long have you done it? How, like, what's the background? Okay. So, I've been doing freelance graphic and web design. And I think I've been doing it for maybe like two years now, three years. I don't know. I lose track. <laughs> I think I've, yeah, I think I've been doing it for three years. How about you? I started in 2019. My first client was in February, I believe. Wow. That's not that long ago. I feel like you've done it for so much longer. Well, technically, that's a year and six months, right about. So, what do we consider as freelance? I consider it as running your own mini business because you know you have to find your own customers, you have to do your own marketing, and yeah, you can work whenever you want. You're in control of your own time, you can take vacations when you want. Yeah, yeah. So, when I, when I imagine freelancing, it's sort of like Um, this, I don't know, most people wouldn't have watched this anime, but like it's called like Devil May Cry. It's actually a game. There's this main character named Dante, and essentially what he does is takes on odd jobs, or like you just go to him and like ask him to do some, something. Um, but of course, it's an anime, and what he does is like slay demons and stuff, but <laughs> but like in reality, <laughs> you couldn't, you know, compare it. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. In reality, it's sort of like, Random people asking you to do a service, basically. And for me, that's actually what I wanted to do at some point as a kid. I was like, it would be really cool to be an odd jobs person where I just do various things for people. But freelance, definitely, you're marketing more so like one skill. And for me, that's been like、uh, whiteboard animations primarily so far, although I have done other things for freelance.、Um, what、like、other made- things have you done? I made a website for someone and I also made more of a like 2D animation, motion graphics type of video that isn't like whiteboard stuff. Oh, I didn't know you can do that. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know I could do it either until I did it. <laughs> I think what's crazy about freelance is that you can like literally do anything. You know, even I would say even like washing someone's car is considered freelance. And it's so hard to. You know, limit yourself to one specialty when there's so many possibilities. Yeah, definitely. I think one great aspect, let's transition into like what's good about it or what's bad about it. Like, one great aspect of it is that you get to decide sort of how one, you market yourself, and two, like what you do as your job. Because, like, say you didn't want to create a voiceover or whatever, you just do the whiteboard aspect. Um, at least from my experience, that's something that you can definitely tell your client or market 
saying that you just do a certain thing or you can do、mm-hmm. multiple things. So it's like if you're good at one thing and not the other, then that's, that's how you can market yourself. And if you prefer doing one thing over the other, that's what you can do. Like, I think for me moving forward, because I've gotten a little tired of doing the whiteboard stuff, is I much prefer doing voiceover work.、Mm-hmm. So I might get more into that later on. Um, as,、okay. as an option for freelancing, because I much prefer doing that over like actual whiteboard animation stuff. Yeah, that's nice that you can transition into things that you like more. But I think what's hard, especially when you're starting out and you haven't really explored yet, you know, like there's so much you can do, you don't know which one you actually really enjoy doing. And especially if you need the money. You would lean towards whatever it is that's gonna give you the job, you know? Yeah, what made you decide to do like graphic design and stuff like that? Honestly, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to specialize in. Like, I wanted to have my own business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do.、Mm-hmm. So, I started with graphic design because that's a skill I already had. So, I didn't have to work on the skill part. I, You know, I could focus more on the business part. Yeah, that's, that's smart. I mean, for myself, I sort of just like wasn't trying to, to get into freelance, actually. It's more like because I created videos on YouTube using that whiteboard software, that people actually messaged me and said, like, hey, can you help me create a video like this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and then I just,、oh, wow. looked, yeah, and then I just looked at、um, how other people did it in terms of. Their pricing structure and whatnot. And I based that, I based mine off of those. And eventually, the more jobs that I did, the more I felt comfortable with、um, adjusting price, prices according to like what I felt like I could do in terms、mm-hmm. of quality and whatnot. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so for me, it's a, a lot stranger, I feel, or like it's not as common of a route.、It's、yeah. Like, you didn't like ask for it, it came to you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was a point where me and my friend wanted to do freelance work、um, in terms of like video stuff, like actual going out and filming people. But this was like, this was before we did YouTube and I didn't know anything about that stuff. So it was more like just a passing desire, I guess.、Um, mm-hmm. I still would like to do that、um, at some point. Just like, actually, the other day I, I did sort of do that for my job. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was filming, that was yesterday actually. So, I, I was filming、um, the making of furniture essentially. So, it's like a warehouse where they're producing stuff.、Um, you made a video about a warehouse? Yeah, it's, it's sort of like marketing to clients. This is how we make our product. Like, this is how we manufacture our product. And, like,、uh-huh. this is the process. And you're essentially making the video to make it look good and have the clients see that your process is. Well built and put together, and it incentivizes clients to like buy essentially. Nice. Yeah. So, since you were kind of like, you kind of like inadvertently entered freelancing, how do you feel about doing it as a full time job? I sort of, I'm confused. Okay, so our definition of freelancing, does that include stuff like YouTube? Because I feel like that's. Different, right? Because you're doing it for、mm-hmm. yourself versus doing it for like a client, for instance. 
I don't know, because I do think that being on YouTube is like running your own business. You know, you have to find Def your own. Definitely. If, if the intention is to make income off of YouTube by like not just ad revenue, but other stuff, I definitely do. It's like running your own business for sure. Yeah. But I think at least for my definition of freelancing, I think one of the defining qualities of freelancing is actually doing the work for someone else. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. It's like trading your time for money to do like a specific job for somebody. Yeah. So in terms of that, uh, I wouldn't consider YouTube freelancing. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess for me, I wouldn't want to do freelancing full time just because I like doing like YouTube stuff. I like making videos for myself and I like just having self projects like um, or like right now I'm writing like a fan fiction for Avatar. And nice. Yeah, I'm going to do some voiceover work for that. Projects like that, essentially, which I'm just like passionate about and just enjoy and do it for fun. That's where I like spending the majority of my time, as well as like playing piano and doing gym gymnastics and stuff like that. So I feel like mm -hmm. I like those things too much to commit to freelancing full time, which I've technically experienced before with that one job I, I talked about, which is the animation one. That thing took forever. I like that you put it that way, that you're making work for somebody else. Because I, I do get that. Like, you know, you, you're doing all this stuff to build somebody else's business or whatever message they're trying to convey. But it's you're not making the work for yourself, for your own brand, your own image. Mm -hmm. Damn, I didn't I never looked at it that way. <laughs> So I, w I wanted to actually talk more about that. And it can sort of be a topic of um, one of the most challenging freelance jobs you've ever had, which for me was definitely the animation one. Mm -hmm. So it was essentially for this company that was doing something like that dealt with cryptocurrency. And they wanted okay. me to, to make an advertisement video basically explaining um, their packages and what people can buy and stuff like that. And all of it was basically to this 2d animation like thing that a lot of explainer animations do but like so there's there's this program called render force that i used to use uh for like period of time like a few months and they had those 2d animations and stuff i might display it but essentially what i had to do was create one from scratch and i didn't really exactly know the process but i had like an inkling of the process because i've worked with after effects before which is essentially all I used to create this video. Mm -hmm. And I think it ended up being around like a minute and 30 seconds of video around there. And it took me, I feel like it was around 60 to 80 hours to create. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I did that in the, in the time span of two to three weeks. Jeez. And at this time, I still had my part-time work. This was last year. So there was no coronavirus stuff. Uh, I still have my part-time work. It's just work from home. But at that time, I actually worked, I think, more than I do right now at the part-time work. And it was frustrating because I had to, like, stay up really late, um, sometimes until, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., like, in multiple days in a row just to finish that project. Damn. And I, I had a friend helping me as well. So, so it was, like, sort of a dual project. But I did, I'd say, 80% of it, 80 to 90% of it. And he helped me with, like, figuring out how to rig characters and stuff. So it was like a project where I didn't know how to do the majority of the things at all. Like I only had an idea of how to do it just because like if you work with something, I feel like you understand it enough to like create things that you've never created before. 
um, and but figure it out. yeah, and, f- and figure it out. So that's what I did, and the person really loved it. Like he gave, he gave me a really nice testimonial. So oh man, that's great. I sure hope he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a risk doing something that like you f- you don't know that you can do for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But but like for me, I felt confident that I could figure it out, and I think that's an aspect of freelancing. I feel like a lot of people might be curious about because if if your client asks you to do something that you're unsure you can do, like what do you say? You know, I feel like to yeah. be safe, to be safe, you should probably say like, tell them the truth. Like I don't know exactly how to do this, but like for me, I felt like I did I did know, so I sort of just said like, yeah, I can create something like this. Um, which wasn't a lie (laughs) (laughs) because I did create something that they really loved um, that was like in what they wanted. But it's sort of like you have to gauge your understanding of how to create that thing. Like for me, I felt pretty darn confident that I could. So, yeah. Something that I did once when I wasn't sure if I could do the job or not, I said, you know, I'll give it a try. It was like certain tasks for their website. And I said, if I can do this and this and this, then I'll charge you whatever. But if for whatever reason, I can't figure out certain things, then I won't charge you for that. That's a smart way to approach it. So yeah, I think it's always good to go out of your comfort zone because that's how you get better. That's how you learn new things. Definitely. But after that, I felt like, man, I'm not going to make another video like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just because it's, because I had, I think there's something about me that's very strange. I always, always underestimate time. Like, I feel like I can do things faster than is actually possible. Oh, wow. I feel like that's what clients do. They're like, oh, yeah, this will be simple but they don't realize how long it takes, but you're the person actually doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand what you mean because I've definitely had a client where was it not necessarily complaining, but was like concerned about like turnover time and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it was taking a bit longer, um, but but it was like a 10-minute video. So when, when you do a whiteboard video for 10 minutes, if you've ever done that, you will understand why it takes very, very long. It's because the program gets really slow at the, that amount of time and also the render time for it takes a long time as well. Yeah, so that was just another job that was challenging as well just because they didn't like clearly understand the process. So I had to explain it to them, like telling them like this, this is sort of how it goes and this is why it's taking longer. I feel like most creative jobs take so much longer than it looks you know, even like f- with photography, people think, oh, you just like snap a button and that's <laughs> it, you know, but it takes hours for maybe even just one picture. Yeah. Depends on like how, how edited it is. Yeah. But in terms of my worst client experience or hardest, it's what I, from what I can think of in my mind, it's not even work related. It's client related like dealing with them sometimes you just get people that are hard to work with and I came across a client that I met at a co-working space and he was older maybe in his 50s and he was he was he was creepy 
Okay. He would like flirt with me and say like really weird things like, oh, yeah, I usually date girls in their 20s and talk about his dating life and stuff. And <laughs> it made me feel so uncomfortable that honestly, you know, you shouldn't work with people like that. But at that time, I really needed money. So I had to put up with it. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that's what you go through in the beginning stages when it's harder to turn down work. But once you have more power to say no, it it's so much better. Definitely. Here's Here's a perspective that's interesting. I feel like this is more so if you're a potential client to someone. I feel like there's there's a way to write a good email. I've had like emails where they explain their project really, really well. Um, and most of the time, if they do that, they end up working with me or I I'm, I feel more inclined to work with them versus mm-hmm. like someone who who just their writing style is very bland or like they show no sense of character in their email. Um, but that's just something I noticed from my own experience. I don't know if that's necessarily true for other freelancers, but... Like, how do you, do they just email you for that? Or like, how do you get clients to, how do you communicate with clients? Mostly email, but I've been going to a co-working space, so I've been able to talk to people in person. But yeah, I don't get as many internet clients as you do. But I have heard of people coming off as if they're a potential client, but they actually want like, your advice for free, like free consulting. Have you ever experienced that? Hmm. I think I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. Oh man. How did that go? Well, I'm, I'm pretty open to giving advice. It's just like, I mean, if it, if it's not like in depth advice, like they just want to understand like a small part of the process or like not even small, but just like how the process goes, you know, if it takes less than a minute to explain it, then I'll just do it. So. But what if it takes like 30 minutes oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna spend that much time for for someone who i don't know at all and who is not paying me for a service or who just seems like they want something from me that seems like freeloading essentially so trying to think of times i've gotten taken advantage of by clients one time i gave my client a quote for a website and he called me and he's like hey can you um can you come visit we need to talk or can i come can you talk to me and i was like yeah sure i'll talk to you and he he made me drive all the way to his office just so he could haggle for a lower price (laughs) and it's harder to say no in person you know so that was like that was such a waste of time and money because i said yes that was so Uh, dumb of me yeah i i've definitely felt like it's way way easier for someone to convince you of something on the phone versus email so like if if they're like actively talking to you and they're trying to lower certain prices or whatever i definitely feel like more inclined to agree with them because there there was a client where i i made a video i made four videos for them and it was and each video was around like seven to eight minutes i think or maybe 10 minutes i think each of them were 10 minutes somewhere around there and I did not enjoy making those videos at all. And also they underpaid me a, by a lot. But I feel like the reason I decided to, to, uh, you know what, I'll just say prices. Cause like, I don't, I don't mind right now. Okay. 
at least for those videos, it was for YouTube. So it didn't have to be like extremely great quality. Cause like sometimes if it's a marketing video or advertisement video that that's like really short, it's definitely quality over time, you know? So it takes a lot of time to make those videos. But like for this client, he was asking for four YouTube videos and each one he was going to just pay me $50. And oh man, yeah. And that's like abysmally small compared to like my normal rate, which like depends on which period of time you're talking about. But more recently, uh, I would be charging around 50 or, or even more for like 30 seconds of video. So I'm like, that's insane to ask of me that price. But like it was essentially a, a continuous thing where it was four videos a week. So that would be 200 a week, right? Mm -hmm. So a month, it would be 800. So it sounds like good on paper, but when you actually get into the process of making those videos, even though they're not like the best of quality, even though a lot of it is like rushed over, it still wasn't worth it because it still took too much time. And oh man, and the topic itself wasn't interesting at all. They would give me basically sort of a title and then I would have to make the rest. And I'm like, that's insane. That's insane to ask, uh, just giving them literally a title and ask, yeah. asking them to make like a video off of that. And then- Yeah, that's like creative work too. Exactly. It, it's like, they're, it's engaging pretty much all my skills as a creator on YouTube, but being like extremely underpaid to do it. So yeah. af after those four videos, I was just like, nah, man, I ain't doing more. <laughs> or you could have raised your rate. Probably could have tried to, but like, even if I did raise my rate to something more acceptable, first off, they probably wouldn't have gone over a hundred per video. And even if they did, the amount of time it takes to create each video just to me still isn't worth that. Like I rather do things on my own. Uh, like I rather create those four videos for my own YouTube channel, if that makes sense. Yeah, cause you're basically doing everything anyway. Exactly. So, um, I mean, even though I still haven't like necessarily done that, in terms of like ramping up my video production for for like dreamlet or whatever i'm more in a exploration phase of my how do you say it youtube life <laughs> i don't know <laughs> youtube journey yeah i was just gonna say that was another um, pretty bad experience in terms of freelancing oh yeah so i've always been torn between like hourly pricing versus flat pricing and there have been cases where I've like given a flat price and obviously, you know, it always ends up taking longer than you think it should. And I didn't calculate it, but I'm like, if you divide this into an hourly fee, then I'm probably getting like minimum wage if you think exactly, about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, I actually straight up told them like, Dude, if I do the calculations for the amount of time it took for me to create these four videos, I'm getting below minimum wage. Oh, man. So, so I was just like, nah, you know? I think it's, it's so annoying how people undervalue creative work. Like, they think like, oh, it's, it's art, whatever. It's, it's not as valuable as like being an accountant or whatever. But it takes a lot of time and energy. Definitely takes a huge amount of time and I feel like people instantly think it's easy and it depends on you know it depends on what kind obviously like w one of my philosophies is try never to generalize because like some creative work or some some YouTube work or say like TikTok or some video work obviously will be a lot easier than mm -hmm. others but it depends on what you're doing 
is what I'll say. And the majority of it takes some type of skill that most people are neglecting, either the ability to write a good script or the ability to sort of direct a good video. Or the ability to just have a good eye for things, and there's yeah. just there's just something people are not seeing, or people are undervaluing, and that they don't understand, and they think, oh, it's so easy.、Um, like, I think if it's easy, like let's just say for you, it's it's relatively easy to edit a video, more easy for you than other people, right? So for you, it might take like something might take like an hour, and they'll be like, oh, it only takes an hour. But you spent years, you know, like learning this skill in order to get to this point, and that's、yeah. what they're paying for. Yeah, definitely. I've I've taught a lot of people how to edit, essentially, and the way I edit is definitely different from the way I edited like two years ago, for sure. Like the process is just completely different. So experience does matter a lot. If you're looking to freelance, start as soon as you can because a lot of the things that you learn along the way will make future jobs easier. I agree, and I think it's okay in the beginning to do jobs for free or at a very low price because you're still learning the ropes of you know how to manage the business part and figure out what you like. How do you how do you usually find clients? That's something I feel like a lot of people. Will ask. I think my method is not the most common method because most of the ways that I've found people is that like they found me. So usually I've just been telling my friends and coworkers what I'm doing, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I know somebody that needs your help." And then yeah, it's basically word of mouth, and also going to the coworking space. I meet people there. Nice. I mean, that those are two solid methods. I feel like telling others what you're doing is like networking. Just like your friends and family know that you have this certain skill, and they tell other people who might need that as a service. Definitely is a valid way. Yeah, but I think the downside to that is sometimes I end up working with friends, and that. Gets kind of complicated, you know, because that can potentially affect your friendship. <laughs> so be careful when you're working with friends. Make sure your foundation is strong enough, <laughs> <laughs> so that not that it doesn't get in the way of anything. What sort of, if you don't mind telling us, like an experience that sort of、uh, shows that how difficult it is to work with friends. Um. Okay, so I had a friend that ended up hiring me to to make a logo, and before that, we we were pretty close. We would like talk on the phone and FaceTime. And when we started working together, something happened, and I don't really know what what went wrong. But they started communicating with me with like very brief. Responses on email, you know, like an email you write, like oh, like you know, complete sentences and like thank you, hello. But they would just answer like one word responses to questions that need more than that. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Why why were you guys talking on email in the first place? Like you guys are friends, right? Well, when I email them my my revisions、oh. and get feedback from them, that's Got, through email. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it just got weird. And talking on the phone with him one time to, for feedback, like he was very cold to me. And during that period, we didn't obviously we didn't like talk about our personal lives. It just got awkward after that. 
and we don't really talk anymore. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and I even asked them, like, hey, are you mad at me? What's wrong? And they're like, no, I'm not mad at you. And they didn't tell me what was wrong. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, that's super strange. I mean, I've had similar feelings when working with other people, but it's not like working for other people, if that makes sense. Like with your friend,、mm-hmm. were you guys working together or were you just working to create that logo for him? I was working for him. Yeah, different, definitely different. So, you've, do you have stories of collaborating with friends? Well, definitely for YouTube, yeah. Like every, every sort of collaboration on YouTube that isn't Blue Lotus,、uh, one of my channels right now, that, where we talk about like anime, TV shows, movies, and stuff like that,、um, that isn't that one. All my collabor- collaborations before that were kind of failures. Like、mm-hmm. one, of, one was with one of my really close friends, one of my best friends actually.、Um, we were trying to like create games and stuff together. And it, they were like prototypes of games that we created. There's like two that we, I created and actually like put it on my phone and actually could play. So、cool. we went pretty far on it. But the issue, one of the issues was that he didn't want to release them because they were, he felt it wasn't even me. He felt that he wasn't doing enough like work、mm-hmm. because like I was sort of doing 80% of the stuff. So it was a bit of a one sided thing. And. Eventually, we just moved on from that, and eventually, we just didn't work together anymore. Did you complete the project? No, not really.、Uh, Aww. <laughs> we, we were sort of like experimenting. That was like right after college finished. So it was a period of time where I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And eventually, I landed on YouTube. So, did that experience like affect your friendship or anything? I think so at first, for sure. Like,、uh, Because he actually lived with me、oh, for、wow. like two years. And the idea was that we work together, right? The idea is that now we're really close together and we can work on things and stuff. But at the point where we did a split, where I was like, I want to try YouTube stuff, and he didn't want to do that, we just didn't work on anything together anymore. I guess that was the first time where we just didn't talk as much anymore、mm. after we decided not to work together. Because it, felt like, it felt like something sort of died in us where. Aww. Where we always talked about how we were going to do certain things together. And then the moment we decide to not do something together, it's sort of like part of it is gone, you know? Well, at least you tried, right? And then you know what was the result of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, okay. I mean, just to get, get into the story a bit more, it's like we, we, we really wanted, we were very inspired by certain things. He was especially inspired by something called the four hour work week, where Tim Ferriss was talking about like how you can create a product and essentially live a more free life. And that's something both of us were really into at the time. And before he moved in, right after I finished college, you know, we always hyped each other up talking about, yo, we're going to do this. We're going to create this thing. We're going to try all these things out, create like this business of our own, stuff like that.、Um, we would joke around about like who's going to be CEO, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, Mm-hmm. We're really young and naive. I still am young and naive, but more so back then. And, and then, like, there was a moment where both of us were at my house and I was just talking. It was like at the, on the stairs, it was at night after we were just trying to, like, we were planning some stuff because we would always plan. That's, that's one of our favorite things. We just love planning, right? <laughs> talking about what we're going to do instead of, like, actually doing it. So,、uh-huh. that one night where we were talking after we planned and whatnot, I'm like, dude, 
I really don't want to do this like without you, stuff like that. Like, yeah, I feel like I can't do this without you, stuff like that, where I put a lot of emotional weight into us working together because I, I felt like that was what I wanted, you know? And because of that, after we decided not to work together, it felt like all of that was sort of dead now, you know? Oh, wow. Sounds like a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, in some ways, definitely. Because like, I think a lot of people say like business par partners or it's almost like as if you're married or in a relationship. I, feel yeah. like it's I definitely feel like it's true. Even though we never necessar necessarily created anything like a final product together, we still definitely worked together and still created some things together. Yeah, even though nothing's like really out there that both of us created together, but it's still, we still work together. And that's, that's what drove the emotional aspect of it in terms of like feeling sad about it, you know? Yeah, but I, f I think there's compatibility. There's a different compatibility between like friends and business partners, you know? So even though you guys are good as friends, that doesn't mean you're good as... Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, now, like, fast forward two years essentially, and we're we're still really good good friends. Like, we're still best friends. Um, mm -hmm. We talk every few weeks um, on the phone, and we just update each other about our lives and what what we're up to, stuff like that. There's zero animosity between us. At least, I can confirm that on my side, like one hundred percent. And I I I definitely feel that's the case for him too. Like he's not the type of person that would like hold anything against me for anything. So we're still like really good friends and stuff. It's just at the time, for sure, I felt like while he was living with me, while we were weren't working together, I definitely felt uh, a barrier. I definitely felt like this really sucks that we're not working together, stuff like that. Um, sort of like, damn it, man, you left me, stuff like that, you know. But <laughs> but at a certain point, you grow past that. You accept what happened and you just, yeah. So that's what happened well, with me. Well, that's good that you were able to overcome that because I feel like that has happened to people but ended up the opposite, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I've, I've experienced that enough times now because he's not the only one that I've experienced that with. I feel like I've, I've had other people who said they wanted to work with me and stuff like that or we were working on something together but like it didn't actually like pan out or work out. And of course, at first, there's always going to be some slight animosity. There's always going to be some slight like emotional feelings where there's anger, sadness, just something, right? Because like, if you care about the project enough and you're you're looking forward to working with that person, and it doesn't work out, of course you're going to feel like that. So that's what I felt, and it made me sort of distance myself from that person, from my friend. But I came to terms with it again, and I'm totally cool again. Like I, I feel like. Like I make it sound easy, but it's really hard. It's it's a struggle internally for sure. Just to Yeah. Just to be able to let go of those negative feelings. Um I feel like it's really hard to find a business partner because first you have to be compatible with each other, like work wise and skill wise, but then you also have to be equally invested in the actual product that you're making. Yeah, yeah. Definitely very difficult from my experience but i'm very open to working with people i think i think my approach should change or my approach is changing i'm trying to do more of this like essentially work with people in a smaller way where i can see more of that compatibility and like a desire to do more or a lot of different things that i can notice mm -hmm. in a smaller scale before 
Like they even want to commit to something bigger. That's a good idea. You get like a little sample of that person. And I feel like that's kind of similar to freelancing. You know, when you're starting out, you shouldn't take on something that's that's too like that you're too invested in. Like try out little things and see how you feel about it. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, for me, because like I didn't I don't have I didn't do that many jobs since it's only been a year and six months or so. I've only done about 12 or 13 jobs mm -hmm. as a freelance. That's a lot. Yeah. What was your free, first freelance experience like the first one ever? Okay, so when I decided to go into freelancing, I was still working my full time job and I was planning on quitting and then starting my freelance thing. So I didn't know what I was doing. I had no plan yet. So I told my coworkers what I was going to do. And this one coworker, this like old grumpy man who <laughs> like was mean to me the first time we talked and I was like really confused. So he was like challenging me by asking me questions like, oh, so how are you going to do this and this? How how are people going to benefit from from what you're doing and I was like whoa but I, I <laughs> said what I could say and then he ended up wanting to hire me and I was like wait I thought you hated me <laughs> <laughs> so strange <laughs> um so I got my first client before I actually officially started freelancing which kind of helped me like jump into it and force me to learn faster mm -hmm. and yeah he was really easy to work with i still work with him to this day and nice yeah i like he's like okay i need a website how much do you charge and i'm like i don't like i don't know i don't even know like <laughs> what kind of website service i'm gonna use so i just like researched as much as i could and like came up with a random number i thought was reasonable and yeah it's that is pretty interesting but i'm glad it happened yeah sounds sounds like a like a good learning experience that was kind of strange at the same time <laughs> yeah for sure so how about you what was your first experience you kind of talked about it already right um i mean i didn't really go into much detail in terms of like first experience i talked about the most challenging one and i talked about a couple that i didn't really like but the first one i ever had the first paid one i ever had cuz cuz like there was one before that where I would just do where I did a video for someone who asked me to help them with the video and in return they basically just like posted my channel on social media or whatever like they're they're following and whatnot mm -hmm. so I made a video for them and that was that was just basically like just making another video for, for for someone so I wouldn't consider that my first actual freelance experience it's more more just like a collaboration but in terms of the first paid one, it was for a guy who was working with machine type thing that removes a certain like molecule from cork bottles that oh. essentially makes things mold. So it, it was wow. it was very it was a very interesting experience. Like you learn some new things when you're freelancing for video because like people want videos for a variety of things. So it it was a it was definitely a process because I wasn't entirely sure how the process should go. So basically what I did was break down my own process and be like, which parts can the client fill in to make this easier, you know? Because like sometimes I feel like when, when I get scripts from clients, I feel like they're not the best. Like I, I can definitely help them fix it up and stuff. But 
for this client, it was more of a process of figuring out the storyboard and stuff like that, like what he wanted as the visuals. So we would go on like Skype or something and just like talk about it on Skype, trying to understand what each person wants. And then essentially from there, it was just like making a, a regular video. But it was interesting and he was a nice guy. So there's there's nothing like that interesting about it. It's more so just like the first time I ever had to like figure out the process of working with someone else for those types of videos. And what do you think you learned from that experience? I feel like I learned a lot over like the time span of all the freelance work, but like just from that one, I think I learned how to set up payment process for sure. Cause that was the first time I ever needed that. Oh man, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also learned like, cause if you remember, I was asking you about like contract stuff at one point. Yeah. So I was also learning how to figure that out as well. Cause I was like, you know, what if this guy doesn't pay me in the end? Or like try to figure out, should he pay me a little bit first or something like that? Like yeah. how does, how about the re revision process? Like there's, there's definitely a lot on the non-creative side that I had to figure out in the beginning. Cause like making, making the video, I knew how to do that. So it was just like the other things. I think when it comes to freelancing, there's two skills that you need to work on. You know, one is your, your craft, your, the thing that you're selling. And then the other side is the business side, the marketing, communicating, how to do an invoice, how to do bookkeeping and all that stuff. Yeah, that, there's <laughs> just a funny aside, like at one point I had someone email me and stuff like that and I took on the job and how they paid me was very interesting. They paid me by giving me a lot of like free um, Chick-fil-A burgers or sandwiches. Whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's apparently, <laughs> well, they paid me a certain amount at first. It was like a hundred something. And then the rest of it was, was like a hundred something dollars worth in like Chick-fil-A stuff. So I was like, you know, that, Whoa. that'd be fun to just like talk about at one point. <laughs> like I was paid with Chick-fil-A <laughs> burgers. So that's why you agreed. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, seriously, that's, that's the only reason I agreed. Like, Cause I thought it was such an interesting concept and clever idea. I was just like, um, I think that was like either my third or fourth maybe, or f somewhere around there, somewhere around the middle. Was that like a gift card? Yeah. They, they emailed me like coupon codes that essentially made the sandwiches like zero in cost. And you can use it a hundred for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And well, they, they, they just emailed me a lot of coupons to certain like codes that where if they scan it, then it, it zeroes out the, the whatever I'm buying. So they, they gave me a lot of like different fries stuff, a lot of sandwiches, drinks, stuff like that. And you can only use them once. No, I can use, well, yes, yes. Each code I can use once, but he gave me like a whole bunch of them, like oh, at okay. least 20, 20 something or whatever. <laughs> so I had to like sift through the ones I didn't scan whenever I went back. Wow, that, wow, what a story. I wonder if he like somehow hacked something or like no, no, found no, no. those codes somewhere. No, no he, he had an affiliation with uh, Chick-fil-A. Like he was sponsored by Chick-fil-A or what? Might have been, but the, the video was about Chick-fil-A. So it was about the, the oh. founder of Chick-fil-A. So. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Did you use up all your coupons? Yes, I, I did it close to all at once because I just like bought it for my family, like my cousins and stuff. Wow, that's nice. 
Yeah, I wasn't about to go there so many times, you know, like that's not what I usually do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did he say this up front? Like, oh, I will give you a hundred dollars in money and a hundred or like Chick fil A coupons. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but the only reason I accepted it was because it was just interesting. That's it. Like, there's, there's no other re real reason. Like, if I look at it, this was actually the 10 minute video. So, So if I look at it, um, it wasn't worth it, but but um, it makes for a, f a funny story. So I just did it yeah, for that reason. That makes it worth it. Now you have that story forever. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I wonder if I. Oh, okay. I received an offer for. Okay, so I had a client, or I made his website, and I was helping with his business. He owns a clothing shop. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to open up an ice cream shop next door. And he offered me 50% equity. What? <laughs> <laughs> if I were to invest like $4,000, which is not much considering it takes like tens of thousands of dollars to open up an ice cream shop. Yeah. Right. I was like, wow, this is a good deal. But does that also mean it's a bad deal if he wants so little? Like, how much work am I going to put into this to even get the money back? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially since you don't know if it's going to succeed or not. That's to me, that sounds pretty risky. Yeah. So I said no, if you couldn't tell. And that ice cream shop was not doing well and they're closed now. <laughs> well, good foresight. I know. So weird. Oh, I had another client ask me, like he wanted to open up something. He does, he does um, taxes and he's like, oh, do you want to partner with me to open up a business? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, what are you thinking of? And he's like, oh, you know, like anything, sandwiches or like, juice or like he he was thinking like any type of food but he didn't he didn't care what mm. i was like well don't you think off to a bad start <laughs> 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 yeah that's a bad sign <laughs> Where, where's the vision where's where's the passion <laughs> right like oh yeah like maybe you know somebody that makes some really good dish that's like really authentic or something then yeah you have something there but if you're open to anything it's like you're just what's your what's your intention yeah i mean you know sometimes people do it for fun which is cool too but like at the same time i'd much prefer to actually work with someone who has an idea of where they're going or like has a something they're passionate about like passionate enough about to know their their direction you know when I start, I started out with graphic design and web design. And over time, I was more into web design. And then I decided, you know, I don't really like just doing graphic design anymore. So I tried to lean away from that. And I never expected that, to be honest. And then I was like, you know, I want to start making my own websites, not just for other people. So I decided I wanted to make my own blog with my own content. And then 
from web design, I was like, you know, I think I want to get more into the technical part, uh, you know, let alone or not the no, not so much the design part. So now I'm going into coding and I feel like compared to where I was before doing graphic design from the start, like I've, I've made so many changes along the way. Definitely. I feel like that's also something that's very admirable because like, like for instance, I've talked to a friend of a friend, like an acquaintance that doesn't really like what he's doing, but he feels like because he already went to school for it, like graduate school, he, mm-hmm. he has no choice but to continue. Otherwise, all of it was for nothing, which is totally fine. You know, like you can go through with it and then actually see what it's really like because you're still in school. But, but like once you're at the job, like and you experience it for a while, like one or two years and you still don't like it, you should probably do something about that. Yeah, I don't think it was for nothing. I think you spent that time to figure out how much you really liked it. You gave it an honest try and I think it's it's worth it to at least put in the effort yeah. and know that but it's, it's not for you. I, I do agree. It is quite hard to move on to a different thing, like especially if you've done something for a long time. Yeah, and if you have like student loans, that makes it harder too. <laughs> yeah, student loans. <laughs> but, you know, I think life is pretty long and there's plenty of time to try out new things so i think it's okay yeah i mean that's essentially what i'm doing right now it's just trying a lot of different things to experience different things because i feel like you need that in life uh just it helps yeah and now's the time to do it before you have a family and a mortgage you you won't have that freedom once that happens true true very true (laughs) that's my motivation (laughs) gotta hurry before it's too late to close off let's have a concluding piece of advice from the each of from the both of us so like what's one thing that you can offer to listeners or or viewers like as a final piece of advice if they're interested in starting to freelance i think i would want to talk about how you'll get judgment from other people for going this route because it's not it's definitely not the conventional way to live and people will judge you if you they'll judge you whenever you do something that's not normal and that's really hard to that's really hard to deal with you know while working on your own thing so i want to tell people to not let that affect you because that's just going to make it harder and at the end of the day, once you build your own thing and you become successful with it, then those people that judged you will regret it and they will get jealous. So stick on your own path and don't worry what other people are thinking. That's a good one. Nice. My piece of advice is I'd say if you want to do it for the long term, like if you want to do freelancing for the long term, Try to treat it as something similar to, I guess, in in my perspective, something similar to like YouTube, something similar to like a passion project. So essentially pick something that you feel like, pick a skill for freelancing. We'll try a lot of different skills for freelancing, but pick a skill where you feel like you'll enjoy doing it a lot. Like for me, for instance, like I did whiteboard animations for a long time, but I didn't actually really like doing it. So 
eventually I'm not doing it anymore. But I found out that I like doing like voice work and stuff like that. So I'm going to move towards that. And it's a、uh, it's something that I feel you should have in the back of your head. In the end, if you're doing something you don't like, why are you freelancing? Because like that's it's sort of it's sort of like the same thing as having a job at that point, a job that you don't like. For me, a lot of What makes life interesting is that you're doing things that are interesting and that you like and enjoy. So that's my piece of advice from my experience. Yes, make the most out of your life. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, thank you for talking. Thank you for coming on. Of course, thanks for having me. So, hope you guys enjoyed that. If you're interested in checking out Vivi's blog, then I'll leave a link below. Later. All right. Bye.